This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field and bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get, get it, it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back. It is Tuesday. It is time for the next edition of your favorite Raiders podcast. With all due respect to our friends who host other Raiders podcasts, we're telling you, you like ours best. Anyway, it's time for Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders. We appreciate you subscribing. If you don't already subscribe to the show, make sure you do it. Put on the auto downloads. Every time we push a show, you're going to know it. For those of you brave hearts watching us on YouTube, yo, yo, hello, good to see you. Leave some comments there on the side. We will get back to you as well as we are in there chopping it up with you. Those of you that are uh, sitting there and are sane and talking to us, we talk to you. But if you're not a bot, we're good. Anyway, uh, this show is not just me. This show is me and my partner. That, of course, is Mo Moten. Mo is the national NFL writer for Bleacher Report, covers the entire league. As far as the Raiders go, he writes about the Raiders up on sportsnot.com. You can follow him on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. You can also follow me at LV Gully. You can also check out my latest piece on why Tom Brady will be a 49er and not a Raider up on sportsnot.com as of today. So check that one out as well. Mo, uh, here we are. We're going to get to the championship games. Lots to talk about there. And I think Bengal fans and Raider fans might have a little bit more camaraderie after what happened in Kansas City. It's a conspiracy, Scott. The NFL hates <laughs> the NFL hates the Bengals and the Raiders, and the NFL yeah. loves the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. As you all saw last night, I believe the Bengals actually have a legitimate gripe. Yep. But as as I I was Midtown Mo today, so I was in the Bleacher Report Midtown Studio. Midtown Mo in and, the studio. <laughs> I yeah. had it. I had it. I had this take. I understand why Bengals fans are upset, yeah. but this is the same thing I tell Raiders fans when they complain about officiating and bad calls that. You can find holding calls that are missed in every single football game. Sure. You can find a bad call in every single football game. What I don't get is 
yes, Joseph Asai made a mistake, and on that very play, the referees missed holding call on Orlando Brown Jr. But no one's paying attention to the Bengals special teams unit allowing Sky Moore to return the ball to the 50-yard line. <laughs> no one is paying attention to Joe Burrow throwing two interceptions and allowing two Chiefs rookie cornerbacks to pick passes off. No right. one is paying attention to giving up field, you know, uh, field position to allow the Chiefs to kick that 45-yard field goal yeah. before before Mahomes runs out of bounds. And by the way, he was out of bounds, and guy pushes him. That's a that's a fair call. That unnecessary sure. roughness is a fair call. So, as I say to any fan, before you argue about bad officiating and bad calls, look at what your team did to get in that situation. Now, the Bengals are one in three in a red zone. That means they scored one touchdown, kicked two field goals. If one of those field goals is a touchdown, you're talking about a 24-23 game in favor of the Bengals. So I don't want to hear right. crying about bad calls, referees. There are things the Bengals yeah. could have done to win that game. And you know, and we're going to get into the game. I was sitting with Bengal fans, and uh, when they got the fumble from Mahomes and couldn't capitalize on it, I said that was not a good omen. But we're going to talk about that. I do believe that Kansas City does get favorable treatment. I'm not saying that it's fixed. I'm not in the conspiracy thing. This whole NFL is scripted thing is getting huge. With the it goes along with the Demar Hamlin has a clone thing. It's crazy. Um, but but we'll get into that as we talk about the game. First, I want to talk about some uh, breaking Raider news that we had uh, on Monday, Mo, and that was Albert Breer on Monday Morning Quarterback Sports Illustrated touched on Derek Carr. Uh, Breer talked about Carr and that uh, the market for him in the trade market, that is, has not materialized outside of conceptual conversations. That's a quote from our Albert Breer's piece. He also talked about, uh, he said, quote, my understanding as of right now is the Raiders have not granted Carr's camp the ability to seek a trade. And even though there are aforementioned teams out there with needs, dealing him before February 15th deadline with its $33 million base for next year and seven and a half guaranteed in 2024 won't be easy and absolutely won't be on the Raiders roster past that date. So there is an idea that teams that are interested in him should just wait for Vegas to cut him. Now, Mo, a couple things. Half a Raider Nation, I think they're the ones who really were not happy with the Raiders moving on from Derek Carr, are blasting the team that they weren't able to trade him. <laughs> you, by the way, you can't even entertain offers until the championship games are over, just so people know. Um, but all this stuff happening, they want to blame the Raiders on that. Uh, the market hasn't, quote-unquote, materialized. What's at play here? You have, I know you have a take on this. I want to hear... Uh, with this news that came out on Monday, what you think of this and the Derek Carr situation. Why hasn't the team given the agent approval to do it? And does it speak to anything that's happened or any animosity? What's going on here? Now, I'm not in these, these discussion rooms with Raiders officials and decision makers. So I don't know what's behind not giving Carr and his camp permission to seek a trade. But I am wearing my Got Sources t-shirt. You know, <laughs> and uh, uh -oh. I, I was talking to someone who covers the Raiders very closely, and he brought up a point that I didn't consider. Now, with these rumors about Aaron Rodgers, right, there are rumors going mm -hmm. out that the Packers are ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. I think he'll be back in Baltimore, but we don't know yet. With those two guys possibly available, Teams may not be willing to go after Carr because they may feel like they have a shot at Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. That's that's the isn't point. He that, isn't he just as good? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> that was a rhetorical both the, question. Both the, I know, but both, <laughs> but for the people who think Carr is better than Lamar Jackson, Ugh. let's let let's not forget Lamar Jackson has a league MVP. I know he's not a polished passer. He's not a, maybe as good of a passer as Carr, but if you're thinking about bringing in Lamar Jackson because he can immediately tra- transform your offense and you're willing to build around him with a strong run game, you would prefer Lamar Jackson than a Derek Carr. Also, Lamar Jackson is more mobile. Now, I brought the point that Lamar Jackson isn't as durable. Mm-hmm. Over the last two years, he's missed 10 games. So that's something you have to contemplate. But there, I'm sure there are teams out there that would prefer Lamar Jackson over Derek Carr any day of the week. So with those two guys in the trade rumor mill, teams who think they have a shot at either of those guys may say, well, we'd rather go after one of those guys. And if we can't get those guys because they're staying with their teams or they choose another squad to go to, then we'll go after Derek Carr as a third or fourth option. So that may be slowing the market for Derek Carr. Also, I think Albert Breer brought this up in his piece that a lot of some teams that may want a quarterback don't have an offensive coordinator or a coach. Yeah. So you're not gonna you're not gonna negotiate with a quarterback or a potential free agent pickup until you get your head coach, your coaching staff in place to see what they want. So that could also be slowing things up. There's still, I believe four five openings left because Wright got hired in Carolina. So there's still a handful of openings out there. Mm-hmm. Houston Texans is being one of them and they need a quarterback. If they wanted Derek Carr, they have to get their coaching staff intact in first. So those two aspects, having Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers floated out there in trade rumors and teams needing to put their coaching staff together could be slowing down the market for Derek Carr. So it's not just because fans are saying that it's because the Raiders are incompetent and they're angry about it, um, like we've seen on Monday and Tuesday. Really quick, yeah. I think, and I'm not blaming all fans of this, but and and that, like I said, I spoke to someone close to Raiders that brought the point about Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson slow down cars market. I didn't think of that, but you have to look at the big picture when you mm. when you look at these quarterback markets. Yeah. What would teams? What are teams thinking about? Well, how are they prioritizing certain guys who may be available? And if you're being honest, like I said, Derek Carr is at least fourth on the list right now of quarterbacks who may be available if you count Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and of course Tom Brady. Yeah, and we have no way of knowing, to your point. I mean, it's it's great that you you talk to someone that covers the team that, that gave you that point of view because it's a great one. I don't think – you're right. I don't think most people think about it. They're thinking about Derek Carr and the Raiders trading him. They're not thinking about the rest of the market and how that could impact it, especially with those two massive names out there uh, as well. But I also think, you know, look, might be a lot lesser, might not be a big deal, but all this, the drama around this too with how it ended and then his brother going out too, it just – you don't know where it's coming from. It might not be reason A, B, C, or even D. It could be reason W. I don't know. But uh, certainly it's just been kind of weird offseason. But but hopefully the Raiders and Derek Carr are able to move on uh, sooner versus later. All right, Mo. For the rest of this segment, we're going to get into the AFC-NFC championship games, which I know we're going to talk about a little bit. By the way, the next segment we're going to talk about a lot, the beginning of the 49ers and and uh, Eagles game. Um. Brock Purdy came out, did pretty well running that offense. They go down, they score seven nothing. Suddenly, I'm seeing a lot of people see it's all about defense. You don't even need a quarterback. Brock Purdy goes out with an injury. What after six snaps, I think it was, or seven snaps. And after the first drive, after the first drive, and the 49ers get Josh Johnson, who gets injured, and they cannot move the ball. They have no quarterback. They have to put Purdy back in, who can't throw more than five yards. And so that dominant defense, imagine they couldn't hold the Eagles to six points, <laughs> right? 
So that team, though, that game was so odd to me, Mo. I really thought you and I both picked the 49ers. We look stupid now, but who knew the quarterback would go down? But I, I think that that game, so many weird things happened early on. And then when Purdy goes out and Josh Johnson came in and you knew they were going to go down a level just because he hasn't played as much, but you, at least they had a quarterback. But then to lose this team with quarterbacks is insane. Uh, but at the same time, that aside, the Eagles, again, dominated. They have dominated through the regular season. They've dominated through the playoffs. The defense... Offense does just enough with Jalen Hurts that they have to do. They're going to be tough to beat. I don't think Kansas is going to beat them. But nonetheless, that game showed you just how good I think the Eagles can be. Without the quarterback, I get it. But still, that Eagles team, especially defensively up front, Mo, wow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Def, I mean, once first of all, once Purdy went on, knew it was over. Yeah, because you're you're bringing in Josh Johnson, who's a career journeyman. I believe that was his third stint with the forty. This is his third stint with the forty nine. He's been over. <laughs> he's been on over a dozen NFL or football teams. Yeah, there was no way that they were going to win with Josh Johnson there, and you saw why he's been a career journeyman. He fumbles the snap. Mm -hmm. uh, Philadelphia scores twice before halftime. Goes up twenty one seven. Kyle Shanahan's teams have had issues coming from behind as it is. So to mm -hmm. be down by 14 with with a with your four-string quarterback, no chance. But I, I think that it also highlights the the importance of <clears throat> complementary football because even with the dominant defense like the 49ers, that defense can't hold if the offense is not moving the football. So for the people that a lot of people say, well, the offense has nothing to do with the defense, and oh, why are you blaming the offense for the defense giving up points? And I tell them. Look at the 49ers game. That defense is elite. But the offense yeah. couldn't move the ball. So what happens? The defense gets gassed or on the field too long and they eventually crumble. Yeah, pretty remarkable. But I, I think that Eagles team, again, is going to be tough to beat. I don't think I don't think the Chiefs beat them. Uh, but we'll get into that as we get close to the Super Bowl. In the other game, the Chiefs and Bengals, I know we touched on at the top of the show because of the controversy. Listen, I, I, I was going back and forth with some Chiefs fans on Monday who were taking me in the wrong direction. But I told them, look, I'm not saying that the Bengals lost because of the calls, to your point early on. But it was a poorly called game. <coughs> when, you, when you miss a clock issue, a running clock issue, and it takes you over a play to recognize and stop the game, that's a problem. This is the same crew that did the Super Bowl last year, by the way. And this is why Cincinnati people are so so sensitive to it, because you remember that, that no-call last year as well, a defensive call. And so you look at that stuff and you understand it. I did think, though, that the first half was pretty smooth. Of course, the Chiefs dominated the first half. Bengals, traditionally a second-half team. They came out. They gutted it out. Patrick Mahomes gutted it out. What I didn't understand is because the game was such a good game uh, to watch. I mean, obviously, to me, it's going to be the better game between that and the Super Bowl. But you you look at it and you say um, – all of these Chiefs players were talking about how they weren't getting any respect. Mo, I don't know about you, but with all due respect, I saw fellatio on 
on Patrick Mahomes all week. I mean, the media loves Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the NFL, by the way. I, I think he is. I know Raider fans don't want to hear it, but he is. They got all the pubs. So I don't understand where this attitude from the Chiefs of no one was just now. I know the mayor of Cincinnati is an idiot, and what he said was ridiculous. But the, the Bengals overall, except for the Burrowhead thing, the Bengals didn't really talk that much. Right? Joe Burrow didn't talk that much. Right? I don't understand what the Chiefs' issue was. I'll defend the Chiefs on this one. I know okay. this is a Raider podcast, and I shouldn't no, do that because okay. that's sacrilegious. But <laughs> when the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. a lot of people either question whether that offense would be as prolific or would the Chiefs' offense come down a bit. And we even questioned it a bit. Because remember, we said, are the Chiefs going to be that what they were in previous years without Tyreek Hill? Right. So I think that was that that was part of it. Because they did finish with the number one scoring offense without Tyreek Hill. With a bunch of Amazing. average receivers, the best receiver they had all year with consistency is Juju Smith-Schuster. And, of course, they have Travis Kelsey, but as far as their wide receivers are concerned, it was Marquez velez who's had drop issues in Green Bay. It was Kadarius Tony, who they acquired midway through the season from the Giants. It was Miko Harmon, who's missed half the season with a, with a pelvis injury. And as I said, Juju Smith-Schuster, who got banged up Sunday night. So. Yep. For Patrick Mahomes to move the ball with a bunch of, you know, CC plus receivers and Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, went into the game questionable with back spasms, it it shows that even without an elite wide receiver, Patrick Mahomes can still get it done. And it shows the value of having a top tier quarterback that he can Mm. elevate the supporting cast around him. He doesn't need, you know, two number one wide receivers to move the ball downfield. So I will defend the Chiefs on that one. And we're gonna get we're gonna get into the quarterback. Uh, do you need the top tier quarterback like that, or is it defense? We're gonna get in in the next segment. But I do want to say before we move off the championship game, because I know everybody's probably tired of hearing about it, and they're like, "We don't care because it's not the Raiders." Um, but what's interesting too about that Chiefs game is the fact that by every stretch of the imagination, um, really Cincinnati should have won the game. It, it, that offensive line it goes to show you you can have a great quarterback. And all that, but Joe Burrow, I think he was under pressure forty six percent of the snaps. Like it's brutal, right? He got sacked six times. So, so you can you can be that good, and he almost he almost still won the game, which shows you what a quarterback at that level is able to do uh, when he doesn't have the talent up front. And you talked about it with Mahomes not having the receivers uh, and a banged up Kelsey as well. So, so it goes to show you how they can transcend the game and really take the team on their shoulders, so to speak, offensively. Now they can't do it defensively. Chiefs defense did pretty well overall up front against that patchwork offensive line. So it'll be interesting. I, I Again, I, I thought it was a great game to watch, and um, I don't think they have a chance to beat the Eagles, but what do I know? Patrick Mahomes pulls the, the, the rabbit out of the hat all the time. I can't believe how that guy slips away and throws the ball and dishes the ball. It's I, I think Tony Romo made the, the inappropriate <laughs> reference to Michael Jordan, but it is like a basketball point guard, Mo. The way he dishes the ball like that, just when you think you got him, there's a no-look pass, and suddenly the guy's scoring on you. So uh, remarkable. And I know Raider fans hate him because he talks like Kermit the Frog and all that stuff, but it's simply just the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Here's why I say the referees hose the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Now, without that, with that third down do-over, even though the Chiefs didn't capitalize and score, they added an extra minute and 10 seconds to that Chiefs drive. Can you imagine if the Bengals had that extra minute and 10 seconds after Buckner makes that game-winning kick? That's yeah. enough time for Burrow to get down the field and get his team into field goal position to tie the game or score a touchdown and win it. So right. 
That's why I was side with Bengals fans where they got holes because that's a minute and 10 seconds burn that they shouldn't have had yeah. on the clock. Absolutely. No, good thought. All right, well, the Super Bowl set, Eagles and the Chiefs. We will talk to, talk about that as we roll up to it. All right, we're going to take a break now, uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk about do you need, in the NFL, is it all about the quarterback or is it all about the defense? Is it both? We're going to talk through that when we come back here on Silver and Black today. An Odyssey original podcast. You're with Mo and Scott. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 